Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by assholeconsulting.com. Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host... Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. See, I don't know if our internet is working, because we here in Utah, we just a little bit behind, not as far behind as Wyoming, because that's the Wyoming way, but here in Utah, we like to be a good two, two and a half decades behind the times. So Clary Podcast, yes, I know the podcast is late, uh, and I won't lie to you, uh, I just want to have fun. <clears throat> I don't really take vacations, I didn't feel like writing anything, I have a ton of pod, uh, not podcasts, ideas that I could write, and uh, this morning I, I had to keep up with Asshole Consulting, I'm now finally migrating back to the Twin Cities, I'm in Green River, Utah, and I had films, a friend of mine sent me the article about South Africa and the South Africans and all their wisdom deciding that they're going to nationalize all the white landowners' property. Like, good luck. <laughs> good luck. I did a video on that. I'm like, oh, you know what? My buddy's internet really sucks here in Vegas. I'm sure I will find a coffee store uh, in somewhere in Utah before I get to my final destination of Grand Junction, Colorado. There has to be a cafe... Uh, I was even willing to stop at a Starbucks and pay those communists, you know, three bucks for a coffee so I could use their internet. And I found a Starbucks, found one in St. George. I hope whoever is the franchisee or franchisor in uh, St. George, you're listening. Hang on, let's close this. Get this. There we go. Yeah, I walked in. I'm like, ah, Starbucks, I'm saved. There we go. And just something in the back of my head said, there's, a, there's, there's been an element of who dang diggly dangly. Why don't you ask the young lady if uh, if they got internet? And I asked, I say, is your internet working? And you could just see on her face like, oh, crap, he got me. <laughs> uh, n- maybe, but not. Nope, nope, we don't do the maybe. Maybe is worse than no, it's not working. Because with maybe... Oh, it, it, it connects a little bit, but then it disconnects, and no one you can. Oh, and heaven forbid you ask the manager or the people or the the staff. Hey, could you reset the button on the on the router? And you just like, uh, no, no, I'm not giving you three dollars for your overpriced coffee, half of which goes to some communist cause or another, because you guys just can't stop sucking Hillary's dick and the Democrat dick. Uh, I'm not not gonna pay you my. I'm gonna go to the next place. Nope. You go north of St. George, good luck finding anything. Then you get to the Flying J or a Love's gas station. Those are western gas stations for those of you who uh, happen to live over on the east side of the Mississippi. You're like, ah, oh, you know, they, they like truckers. They got they got those little truck stop cafes. They got to have internet. Nope. Well, they got internet, but you see, you have to log in and get an account. So you need to have a Love's account. Otherwise, it's $5 an hour, $10 for... Fuck you. I'll just drive. I'll just postpone my uploading of this insanely good video 
That would have been way ahead of the curve by now, but now it's old news. It's old hat. Now I'm going to have to make it all the way to Colorado because I think Green, Green River is the last town until you get to cross into Colorado. And so I don't even know why I bothered stopping at those places uh, to see if I could upload it. So, yeah, so uh, the video is going to be late, and I, I was listening to podcasts. Didn't feel like doing a podcast. Did not feel like doing one. I'm like, ah, I better. And so now here we are. The last, how far is it to Grand Junction? Well, we got Crescent Junction. That's 16 miles. I'm more than 16 miles from Grand Junction. I know that. Uh, hell, they give these crossroads town, they give these crossroads names. And there ain't nothing there. It's just an exit. Oh, yeah, this is Crescent Junction. Like, there's nothing here. Well, yeah, but it's Crescent Junction. Why you call it Crescent Junction? There's not one soul living at this town. This is an exit off the interstate. There's no gas station. There's no nothing. Oh, but it's Crescent Junction. Um, what is it? I want to tell you a story about telling a story. I got to Vegas. And, of course, you got to see the great map, Boldoni. Grand Junction, 97 miles. I knew it. Got plenty of miles to go. Saw the great Matt Baldoni. You got to see the great Matt Baldoni. I saw him perform. Now, I saw him perform several times, luckily, this trip. Uh, but one of it was just kind of this low build, underplayed. Uh, he just plays at this country bar. And it's a kind of open musician uh, musician night. And they're part of the house band. And they warm up the audience. And then you can come up there if you're a local musician and you play. Now, my personality... Nobody really knows this, but you know this, but a lot of you uh, don't know this specifically. I cannot sit still in one spot for more than 15 minutes. It's got to be a really engaging movie. It's got to be a really engaging uh, speech. There's got to be a lot of money if it's boring for me to sit there. And uh, even if it's good, even if it's, oh yeah, no, it has to be amazing because my life is short my time is precious I have shit to do and you say well, what do you possibly have to I have lots of shit to do I could do a, a million things I got plenty of work I could be playing uh, uh, some kind of game I'd be uh, hiking right there's other stuff I could do so to sit down whatever's in front of me better be amazing I'll walk out on a strip tease I'm not impressed with strip stripping is just not a thing I don't I don't get that so I'm like, yeah, I'll go see Matt a little bit. It's the house band, so it ain't going to be that great. Uh, then I'll go home and get some work done. Well, I sat there for an hour straight. Took in the entire set. Because it was just that good. It was just that good of music. Him and this bass guitarist were just wailing. The rest of the musicians were fine, too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I, I was... Every song, every song, maybe not my favorite genre of music, a lot of... Classic Rock 92X uh, with the Steve Miller Band and um, the Steve Miller Band and, and you know that other band from the 70s called the Steve Miller Band they didn't play a lot of Steve Miller I just that's the only band I know that's Steve. I say oh is that Steve Miller like no dude it's Def Leppard I'm like oh sounds the exact same crappy shit you understand Classic Rock no no I understand it completely See, because here's, here's what it... See, like, when you listen to the call to prayer from a, from a mosque's tower, and there's the guy yelling all depressing, ah, get out, ah, 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 
and you're like, oh, wow, that is really sad. That is exactly what 70s music sounds like to other people who are not Americans. If you stop and step back and listen to it, you're like, wow, yeah, that does sound like shit. That's not melodic at all. It's angry. It's harsh. It's bitter. It's not fun. It's not, it's not melodic to my... It's nothing. It's horrible. Still, these guys, Matt and the other guy, just hit it out of the park. Or even if you didn't necessarily say like that individual song, you could not but help but sit there in awe and watch it. Just, you know, he's just, just tickling the strings. I'm like, God dang. You know, look at playing with one hand and just even making the guitar make noises you never thought could come from an instrument like that. And I was, I was, like, there was no other place to be. They managed to get me to sit there for four times the amount of times I'd normally be able to sit anywhere else. And then I talked to Matt. I had to get going. He had to go. I said, okay, I'll catch you later. So he doesn't know that that is a rarity. Like, they were that good. I sat still for an hour. You know, that's like getting a chipmunk to chill and have a beer. Just isn't going to happen. So we got invited to another one of Matt's performances. And he had not seen the GF in forever. And they happened to me because the GF wasn't done. Like, oh, my God, are you doing hi? And um, he says, you're going to really love this music. I know that this type of music is your favorite type of music. I say, hey, Matt, no, honestly, this is where you're going to showcase your talent. And I had told my girlfriend the, uh, my story about seeing Matt at, the, at this house band. I say, dear, why don't you tell the great Matt Baldoni uh, about how much I was impressed with his music uh, that one time at the, at the house bar. So I'm thinking... The GF is going to say, oh, well, let me lay down the explanation. Let me give you the background story. Let me give you context. And she proceeds to say, oh, he liked you really much. Or very much. And I, and he's like, oh, thanks, man. I'm like, no, 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 wait a minute. No, no, no. I'm like, I looked at it and I was like, dear, that is, that is horrible. That is the worst story I've ever heard anybody tell. He has no idea... What a huge compliment it was hidden in there uh, of the story where I had to sit, where I didn't have to. I chose to sit for an hour where I can't even sit for 15 minutes. And so they're laughing, at, and he's like, well, what, is, what are you talking about? I said, okay, try it again. She's like, oh, well, you got him to sit there for a while. He's like, yeah, he stuck around for a whole set. I'm like, okay, all right. You two schmoes obviously aren't getting it. I'm like, look, look, if you told the story of the Bible, it'd be like, so there's this guy... And he died, and it's all good now. We're good. I mean, that is literally how the story would have been told by her. You know? World War II. So there's this guy. He did some bad stuff. Uh, and then we made him not. And then he killed himself. And I was, oh. So I went through and explained to Matt. I was like, look, dude, I can't sit for 15 minutes. You know, I just can't. It could be really great music, but I can't. I said, but you had me there for an entire hour. Which, and then he understood. He's like, oh. But then I looked at the GF. I'm like, how can't you? What? Homer's Odyssey. There's a guy in Greece and he floated around and killed some things. The end. So that was my story about telling you the story. Um, oh, related to sitting down and not making it 15 minutes. Uh, allow me. I would like to tell you another story. Now. I'm going to give you background. See, I don't know if the GF is listening. I'm going to give you guys background so you're going to understand. Oh, there's a little depth to this story. 
The old captain, as you know, loathes religion. I, I loathe it principally. I loathe the vast majority of its participants because I don't think they believe in it. Uh, it does not mean I am an atheist. I'm agnostic. It's like every time I have to explain to people I am not a Republican, I'm a Libertarian. And sometimes people just don't care to know the difference. But, uh, or was, oh, still, you strive and struggle, and many of you are going to face this, mark my words, young boys and girls, you're not worried about the afterlife or having existential crises because you're working on your current existence now. You're like, hey, that's great. I'll worry about whether it's freaking Allah or Jesus or, or the Dalai Lama or Buddha later. Right now, I need food. And so, if you were stuck like me for the longest time in the first three stages of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you're kind of, your mind is more preoccupied with terrestrial matters, with earthly matters like food, clothing, and shelter. Or, hey, I'd like to get laid. Or, hey, I'd like to have a little bit of fun. Or, gosh, I, I gotta find another job because all my bosses genuinely are dickless. So you're not worried about, oh, well, what happens after you die? Like, I don't much care because life sucks right now. But mark my words, the time will come, especially those of you who follow the advice and you've been paying attention, you take the red pill, not matrix and stupid stuff. It's going to have, you guys are going to be so far ahead of us old farts in the manosphere of the red pill community. You'll be so far ahead, you're going to get to the point where it's like, oh, okay, everything's, everything's right now, everything's kosher. I got, oh, now what? And then your mind is going to, you're going to get to look into the abyss. And you're going to be forced to look into the abyss. And no matter what you were told and how much you thought, you can't really look into the abyss without it really screwing up with your head. You're like, oh, crap, I am mortal. Like, you really think about, oh, I, you're finite. What does that mean? No, you're, you're finite. Like, it ends. There's no afterlife. There's not, it's over. This is it. And then you go to, like, I wouldn't say this panic or midlife crisis, but you're kind of, like, it nauseated at the back of the head. And you're like, oh. And then you think, oh. Well, okay, if that's it, it'll just be like I'm, I, I was before I was alive. And then you kind of get pissed. You're like, that kind of sucks because like, I kind of worked on this thing called me and this whole existence. And, you know, I, and theoretically, why would there not be? There has to be a conservation of mass loss somewhere. Wouldn't the energy go somewhere? And then, plus, it's kind of sad that this, you know, aside from leaving a legacy or writing some books or some advice or a crazy web channel uh, or YouTube channel, uh, but the, the consciousness ends, well, that kind of sucks. So from an intellectual standpoint, you're kind of like, oh, I wonder what happens after you die. And no one has the answer. You could, There's theories and all that, but no one has the answer. And then you start turning towards religion. Not because you're afraid. Like, oh my God, I got I to gotta get to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. It's more because you think there's going to be an answer there. Or you just can't look into the abyss. You just can't look into the nothingness and have nihilism take over. Because then you are absolutely miserable. And I haven't fully fleshed out this idea. I haven't fully fleshed out the idea, the philosophy of where this is going. But I do believe the human mind and the human soul needs, you cannot live without, you need vice and you need religion. Now, how that religion is, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It can, you know, obviously, feminists taken in the form of socialist Marxist ideology plus vagina or, or wearing a vagina. 
social justice warriors take social, uh, socialism and other people's money as as their religion. Uh, Christians take Christians as a religion. Muslims take Muslims as a religion. Jews take Jews as a religion. Everybody's got some kind of religion. But I'm not saying it has to be some kind of traditional, classical religion. You need some higher purpose in your life. And again, this is just, I haven't fully fleshed this out. Don't come crashing down in on this. Just let me wade through it a little bit. Nothing's coalesced or crystallized. This is just what I've noticed. The other thing is you need vice. I don't care what it is. You need to fuck. You need to drink. You need to smoke. You need to participate in healthy habits that become an obsession. Like people become like workout freaks and they get pissed off if they don't get their fix running. You, you need some kind of sin. I don't care if you're Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, you need to have at least one skeleton in your closet. And I don't frankly trust you if you're perfect. I don't. Because you're lying. You're lying. It's like Hillary Clinton, all these all these politicians. Are all, oh, I'm just the perfect, most wonderful presidential candidate. Like, you're a lying saint. And I'd rather have a truthful sinner any day. And I don't know why that is yet. I don't know why my brain is... 95% sure, so sure that I want to spend the time and energy thinking this through, thinking it out, literally going to go and grab a piece of paper and a pencil and start outlining and thinking it through. But I'm, I'm quite confident that it's going to be worth my time and effort and energy to find out, maybe I'm wrong, but humans need, all humans, vice and religion. They need both those two things. And I don't know it will exist, but I think it will go crazy otherwise. Without the religion, you'll all of a sudden face, you'll become a nihilist and you'll just be a miserable SOB. You'll be like DT. You'll just be miserable. You have the whole world. You'll have two great kids. You'll have a wonderful wife who's like super intelligent, makes buku coin, and you get to live off for her and the house is paid off. You have the dream. You're still, like Winona Ryder and the most emo of emos of the years of the 90s wearing maybe DT, DT could wear nylon on his arms and wear mascara and dress like the crow I don't want to go down that road, road. nor at the same time do I want to be naive because I know this is where you non-religious types you atheists and you agnostic types or you empiricists you can oh god you're going to become like Davis and you're going to join religion because you got nothing else. It's like, no, 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 that's not it. What I do want to do is evaluate it. What I do want to do is like, okay, there's got to be some wisdom there. But more importantly, there's going to be a little bit of philosophy there. And I'm not saying any one particular religion. Well, okay, not Islam. Terribly sorry. Nope. We're not, we're not doing Islam. Nope. No, no crazy poor communist guy in the desert who came up with the script of, hey, we should take over the world because Allah said so and kill people. No. That's the one I'm not joining. May not join at all. But I've started downloading some podcasts, listening to different religious texts, things like that. And deep down inside, I know none of these guys have the answer. None of them do. Because none of they all skirt the issue. They all skirt the issue. It's like, okay, give me the proof of your religion. Prove to me that you guys are the one. Well, it says here in the Torah, it says here in the Bible, it's like, give me something empirical that wasn't written 3,000 years ago, translated three times over from three ancient religions. All right? And, and coincidentally compiled 150 years after your main man, JC, died. I want empirical. I even, I even asked the Beckloff and Pastor Tom. I said, can you put together a secular argument for Christianity? 
and Chris did. Chris is lazy. Let's just put it that way. You got to put money in Chris's hands to do that. Oh, hello, officer. Wait, I'm going way under the speed limit. Chris is. He, he'll get around to when he feels it. Pastor Tom, though, that's why I was let down. Like, here's the pastor. Here's the guy knocking at your door. Hey, prove to me Christ is a thing. Well, what do you want? Give me a secular argument. Like, say, say there's somebody who's not religious. They're secular, and they're not going to believe in your script and your cute little your cute little play script there. Your play right there. Uh, give me, give me some kind of empirical evidence to prove that you guys are the right ones. Secular argument? Like, yeah. You ever think that might have some value? Or is it like we gotta believe? Which then gets back to the only, the only truthful man of the cloth I ever heard was Dennis Prager when he says, "We have no proof. All we have is faith." Thank you very much, Rabbi Prager. Thank you. Lead with that. Start with that. And since one of the three or four main religious guys says, yeah, look, we ain't got no proof, we got his faith. All right, well, there. All right, now I know. Now I'm not going to waste my time. So I suspect, I theorize, kind of know, none of them got proof. None of them do. They'll go right into the scriptures and say, yeah, this guy we've never seen or heard of, but he's written down here. He said some stuff found in these scrolls 130 years later after it happened. And you know it's true. You know, because there are witnesses. There are witnesses that saw Jesus. And Thomas put his fingers in Jesus' wound after they nailed him with railroad ties. Even though you, they didn't have railroad ties back then, you thought, oh, it's railroad ties because you're a kid, you didn't know any better. They all have little faith. I don't know why Jesus is all son of Texan, but he is now. No one, no one is willing to go and make that 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 jump to the secularists. Say, all right, I understand your doubts. Understand logically, and here's an argument that is not based in a particular religion as to why we think not only is there a God, uh, <clears throat> but it's our guy. It's it's Vishnu. It's Allah. It's that guy. Whatever it is, it's Yahweh. No, they ain't got it. They ain't got it. They ain't gonna rush to to help you out. Because, oh, that's a secular argument. I don't know about that. Anyway. Still. Sitting there thinking, I, I need to get some kind of community. I don't know if it was... And I'm not doing Davis where it's like, shit, I'm poor. I gotta find Jesus. Yay, I found him. Where it's like, it happens overnight. No, mine is much more cynical. Uh, and and, and uh, not out of destitution. Uh, mine is more like, all right, if mine, I'll admit this, it's hypocritical. Don't believe a damn word of it. But I started shopping around for churches. Like, okay, I need a place to go. I need a place for camaraderie and fellowship. And maybe I might be able to glean some wisdom. Maybe I might be able to see something that church I didn't see when my face was forced into it. So uh, what's it going to hurt to go to church? Church ain't, ain't going to hurt you, especially with a cynical opinion of mine. Yes, I'm using it for ulterior motives, like kind of the secondary thing. I'm like, okay, see if there's like some, some philosophy or Bible study. Downloaded some R.C. Sprawl, some pretty good philosophical stuff there. Didn't like the, the, the sermons and all that. Don't worry, Aaron's not becoming religious. Don't worry. But I'm going to give it a shot. Not now I'm going to give it a shot. I was going to give them a shot. I'm going to go to this church. Let's go to church, all right? Let's see what church is like again. Maybe that I'm older and I'm past the battle the Maslow Sayyid needs, and I'm wrestling with this uh, nihilism stuff, maybe I might be able to at least glean some wisdom, some philosophy, that will uh, 
feel better, make it feel a little bit better, answer maybe a question or two, maybe I'll get it. So we walk in, and the only reason we chose this church is it was nearby, and I met one of the priests, or pastors rather, at the, uh, at the uh, cigar lounge I go to. And the first sign that something was wrong was when they had people directing traffic to get to the church. I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Because I, I don't want to waste more time in traffic. We're already wasting time in traffic getting in. You can only imagine what's going to happen when it gets out. And from, from the distance, the church didn't seem that big. It looked like you know, a larger church. But tucked behind the church, all of a sudden, there's a preschool. There's a fellowship center. It's a freaking campus. And the old captain, all of a sudden, you walk in. And I'm like, oh, crap. I'm at a mega church. Not really a mega church, but a really, really, really large church. And not like, oh, it's it's gonna be fire and brimstone and there's hymnals. There's no hymnals. You wanna know why? Because there's PowerPoint presentations. And I immediately knew I was fucked when I looked up on the stage and there was on the stage these uh, music music instrument stands holding three acoustic guitars, two violins, a stand-up uh, cello, a saxophone. A drum, I'm like, oh no. This is not going to be Pastor Inkfest yelling at me. This is going to be uh, Kumbaya, acoustic guitar. I guarantee the pastor is going to be younger than me, even though the pastor I know is older than me. It's going to be some gay crap. Neo contempt, neo 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 contemporary. Sure enough, we get in. Lights go down. Boom! Like a, a organ is playing, and all of a sudden these lights go on, and it is a concert. It is not a sermon. And you know how Christian rock, you know '70s rock really sucks, and Christians rock makes '70s rock sound like the most heavenly thing ever with honey and ice cream on top of it. Uh, this was the worst Christian music I ever heard. And there's there's the pasty white kids with the occasional Asian kid playing the violin. Of course the Asian kid had to play the violin. And it's like, Jesus loves us. And, uh, and then there's people with the hands in the air. And uh, there was purple lights and moving and flashing and a light show. And there's this pastor and he's got like a a plaid shirt on underneath, buttoned up with a nice sweater. He's got jeans with Converse on. He's playing the guitar. You know, just by saying that Jesus loves all of you. And it's good, right? Without him, we wouldn't have Jesus. So let's give a big old sing with me now. And uh, I, was, I was just like, oh, this is the most painful thing that has happened to me uh, that since I can remember. I think I had a hangover about as bad as this. Uh, but the hangover was at least amortized out over the course of a day. This was right off the bat. Lights go off and pain. Searing pain. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe maybe that one song was it. Okay, maybe they're going to they're gonna read the scripture. You know, I'm going to go back to where you read a passage and then this and that. And then maybe there's the little kid's sermon. They call the kids up and, all right, little children, uh... There was the Ethiopian uh, diplomat that came up, and it was Paul or Simon or Peter or somebody. No, I mean, it was John the Baptist. He uh, 
he grabbed the guy and he uh, baptized him and you know that means that you should all get baptized too and I go in peace and then we get the sermon with the wisdom from the angry pastor who was like a Vietnam War vet and saw death and had really pondered beyond what was told in seminary school he would be able to relate to normal people and nope today we're gonna sing another song for Jesus and that song was even gayer than the first song that they played and um I was just, like, just breathing in pain. And uh, the GF looks at me, and I look at her, and I, I say, we, we can leave anytime you want. It's like, okay, well, let's, let's just see what, what's next. I'm like, no, no, I, I don't, I don't want to see what's next. I don't, I don't want to, because I'm also now thinking we could get out uh, early and avoid the traffic. We could go golfing, which is exactly what we did, by the way. Uh, so we wait again, and then the, the, the main pastor, or no, the... The lead pastor, whatever. The the faggot wearing the plaid with the sweater over it with the converse and the jeans. I guess he's he's not the real pastor. He was younger and he's he's the leader of the band. He was the band leader. He, he led uh, Josie and the the, the the Christian cats or whatever they were called. And so he's like, okay, I want to introduce you to a new pastor. He's a college pastor. I'm like, oh, great. Because pastor, whatever his name, the regular pastor was not going to be around. And it's his first time preaching. I'm like, shit. And you could see him coming up. You could see him down, way down below, but they, they got a video on him because you can see it on the PowerPoint presentation. And I'm like, this kid looks like the original Doogie Hauser. This guy looks like he's 20 years old. Probably was 20 years old. And I'm like, okay, babe, we're going. She's like, yeah, really? She's, she's always been, ah, you know, you, you could go to church. She's not, not against me going to church. She's not against me going. She's religious. I'm not. So if I'm like, yeah, let's listen to R.C. Sproul. Or, oh, let's listen to Pastor Tom. Well, let's, yeah, let's, let's download this or that. I, I'm not against uh, theology. But she's like, yeah, let's go. I was like, wow, this church must really suck. <laughs> My church-going girlfriend hates this church. And was wow, this is a bad church. This is really bad. And that was it. The last time I went to church was, gosh, seven years ago, where I promised uh, I would go to church if I got out of this snowstorm, and I did. And it, that was pretty bad, too. That was where I had some guy doing... He was having epileptic seizures with his hands up. Not really, but that's how he took in the Holy Spirit. And uh, there wasn't even a pastor. It was a recording on PowerPoint presentation. I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. And so seven years later, now it might be another seven years before I go to church again. Because here's the deal. Here's the deal. In an ironic sense, like when you're a kid and you're forced to go to church or synagogue or mosque or whatever, you hated the sermon. Because you weren't intellectually smart enough, you weren't old enough, you weren't wise enough, you didn't appreciate the wisdom and the practicality and the application uh, to your adult life because you didn't, you didn't have an adult life, you were a kid. So you'd fall asleep during the sermon. But the singing was all right. You know, it was that sermon that although when you look back at it, it was maybe 10 to 15 minutes, seemed like hours. Just seemed like hours. Now, as an old adult looking into the jaws of the abyss, abyss and not wanting to become like DT where 
He's probably over over in the hunker bunker wearing nylons right now, putting on mascara, looking like the crow as we speak. Um, you know, not wanting to become that. Okay, I want to get. I want the sermon. I could totally do without the singing and the reciting and the chanting or the calisthenics and the aerobics that you Catholics like to do. Jump up, stand, kneel, kneel, jump, stand, stand, kneel, now, bow down, kneel, kneel, stand, bend, down. So I'm, I'm like, uh, no, I'm going to download the podcast. All you got to do is find a good pastor you like online, you know, download their podcast and listen to it. That's it. You don't even need the, the, the sermons. The sermons I find are, well, quite sermony. Uh, if you listen, I'm not, I'm not plugging R.C. Sproul. R.C. Sproul's, um, he doesn't do sermons. He does seminars. So he does uh, lectures. A lot, of, a lot of history. That's why I like it. You find out about the history of the Reformation and things going on in Europe and why uh, the Protestants and Catholics were killing each other and then why everyone came to the United States. So there's, there's this secular value that comes with... Um, there we go. That comes with listening to those uh, seminars, not sermons. But it also told me, I, I am so on. I, I'm so spot on with this podcast pastor idea that I have. Now you can go ahead and look up podcastpastor.com. I own the URLs. I bought them all. Because all I want to do was find one simple pastor. One simple pastor. One good pastor. Say, good sermons every Sunday. And that's all the guy has to do. Come up with a good sermon, 10 to 15 minutes, every Sunday. <clears throat> Put it on the MP3 player, upload it on SoundCloud, get the RSS feed, donation plate, boom, done. Done. D-U-N. Done. Because that's the most important thing. And then what I found with my most recent visit in one of the places of worship, and ironically, I did not start burning up in, as I stood there. <coughs> it's, it's like 5% scripture. It's like 5%, you know, what it's supposed to be about, and 95% glitz, glamour, and bullshit. That's what it is. That's what church is. It's glitz, glamour, and bullshit. Oh, we have the fellowship. Oh, we got the preschool. Oh, we got this school. Oh, we got that school. It's like, yeah, what about, what about what, you know, your, your main guy, God said, shouldn't that be kind of key? Shouldn't that be the main thing? No, I, I could be wrong, but when you want to put a focus on, on, you know, how to get to heaven and, and what the rules are and what, what the Bible says, whatever your religious text says, it's like, nope, if you look at where the money went and where the effort and labor went, it went into... I guess praise, but a lot of electronics, a lot of lights. Oh, the great one himself would have had a field day with. He could work for a church, make a lot of money working for this church. It went in to show. One thing I will agree with the Beckloff is uh, he's not for the big uh, indulgence, indulgences and luxuries and fancy architecture that you'll see in a in a fancy cathedral or basilica over on the Catholic side. He likes seeing a rundown strip mall where there was a vacant uh, vacancy and then uh, the local church goes in there and opens up a church. That's a little too low rent for me. Because, unfortunately, I don't really trust those pastors. Those are fly-by-night pastors. I don't think they ever went to any real seminary because I know one. I know one. I don't trust them. And that 
that, that just kind of, uh, I don't trust that. I know where I know where Chris is going with it. It's like, hey, it's about the word of God. It's about the religion. It's not about, you know, how many water fountains you got and how pretty your sign is and whether you got a light show with your acoustic guitar, uh, Christian retard band playing. Uh, but it does get back to the point, like, I, I don't know why there are physical churches anymore. Look, if you're going to go that run down, why even, why even get the lease on the, on the commercial strip mall in the bad part of town? Why? Why even bother with that? Just have a website. Podcastpastor.com. All I need is a pastor. I just need one good pastor. That's it. One good pastor. Now, all, I, all I'm taking is half. That's it. That's your lease. Any of you good pastors out there, you, know, you actually believe in spreading the word of God, but but you see, I can go and download my current pastor's sermon every week. See, here's the website, www.stlothranjoes.adc.wi.us/url-tux175/html. See, if I go here, I could download my my, my uh, pastor's seminar, or sermons, see? And no offense to any pastors that are listening, you guys got suck all ass for business acumen and common sense and marketing, by the way, okay? Nobody knows what the URL is for your fucking local church. Only the local people that go there. I'm talking about obsoleting the churches or for people who are busy or people who just don't want to go to your fucking church. They want good sermons every Sunday. And there's this thing called alliteration. It's a marketing tactic. It's called podcastpastor.com. And then people are like, hey, you know, I can't remember whatever the fuck it was at stmarks.us.wi slash dash dash umlaut slash carrot thing slash 32184-242-414.html index. I didn't remember that URL, and I forgot to bookmark it. <clears throat> and uh, I can't even find it in my list of bookmarks because there's 100 bookmarks right there. But you know what? You know what? I, I remember Podcast Pastor. How simple is that? Wow. Well, that would be simonry. Or simony. Simony? <coughs> Hard to pronounce twice. From two different men of the cloth. Which leads me to believe that I'm hitting such obscure and, and extreme parts of this religion. I'm testing it. That they don't know how to pronounce this word. It's like, you know, it's called rent. You rent from me. You gotta buy the property... You gotta lease that crappy commercial building over in the strip mall. You gotta pay somebody. You gotta pay your taxes. All I'm asking for is 50%. And you can take the other 50%. You could make millions. Millions. Oh, I can't find them. Oh. What else we got? Oh, hang on. Let me take a look. I had notes on my phone. Unfortunately, we're not going to do sponsors out here. No, I don't want that. No. Alright, where are my notes? Uh, no, that's it. That's not it. 
Oh, I forgot to do dishes. Darn it. Did I lose it? Did I lose it? this truck. Hang on, guys. Driving, looking up things, doing a podcast. It's tough being me. Uh, I guess I lost my article. I guess there was a third story I wanted to tell. Where's my third story? There was a story about telling a story. There was going to church the third one. Oh, I can't remember. Alright, well listen, that's it. This is going to be terribly sorry for it being a short podcast. Um, I'm driving back to the Twin Cities, doing my migration, going through Colorado. Be, de- be in Denver for a couple days. Um, but yeah, and then, you know what? If you'd like to help out the sponsors, they're all on my blog, captaincapitals.blogspot.com And then, uh, we got my Patreon set up if you want to help out the old captain. If you don't want to buy all your stuff on Amazon through my Amazon affiliate program where none of my sponsors wears, uh, whet your appetite. If you have no use for it, but you still want to give me money, please do. You go to patreon.com slash Aaron Clary. And then uh, we got my books and all that other stuff. All right. We'll see you guys later. Doodles.